Amy Globus is creative director of TEAM, and she tells us that in 2019, she and her business partner attended a virtual reality meal at James Beard House. At the time, she says, we wrote it off as a novelty. While these kinds of events offered innovative one-off experiences, it wasn't yet clear how emerging technologies would add consistent value to the wider arts industry. Mass adaptation felt a long way off. We didn't know then, of course, that the demand for experiential tech was about to explode as people found themselves locked down at home and desperate to access cultural experiences as distractions, comforts, and life rafts amid the chaotic isolation of 2020. Emerging tech became a lifeline for the arts and for people seeking that connection. But now, as the IRL in real life world starts to reopen, albeit haltingly, arts organizations face a choice. Will reopening return them to the old normals status quo? Or will they commit for the long term to use emerging tech and digital experiences as a connecting lifeline to audiences who previously weren't able to access them. With the closure of museums, event spaces, and restaurants, the arts industry faced an undeniably steep challenge, the effects of which were felt most keenly by working artists. But amid the wreckage, we also witnessed promising innovations from savvy brands and organizations. Well-designed digital offerings not only kept their content accessible to their core audience, but also expanded their reach and impact exponentially. Virtual experiences became a desperately needed window on the world, and to stave off isolation, everyone had to become technologically literate in a very short amount of time. So while brick-and-mortar doors stayed shut through lockdown, virtual doors flung wide open. You could visit the Louvre from your living room or attend a performance of Hamilton anywhere in the world. Britain's National Theatre welcomed audiences around the globe to view its cinematically recorded NT Live archive for free during the first lockdown in England, ultimately leading to the launch of a subscription service that will serve those far-flung viewers for years to come. Of course, none of this means that live experiences are dead. Just a couple of weeks ago, I took my kids to an Olaf Bruning show and their wonder at seeing art up close in situ was completely life-affirming. Globus continues, after two years cooped up at home, it was clearer to me than ever before just how powerful and crucial experiencing the arts in real life can be. Going forward, it shouldn't be about pitting digital and in-person experiences against each other, smart organizations will have a foot in each stream. We'll forevermore need to think about virtual and in-person experiences as two halves of a whole. Amy Globus, co-founder and creative director at Team, and she wrote that for Fast Forward. We're about to hear the word hybrid used to describe what Amy Globus was laying out for us. Maureen McGuigan is Deputy Director of Arts and Culture for Lackawanna County, and she's in a position to survey the situation on a regional level. And we like to check in with her from time to time for an update. 
I think there's obviously a lot of good news with people being vaccinated and things kind of moving back to normal, but there's still a lot of unknowns and uncertainties. So I think what arts groups and funders are trying to navigate now is what this kind of hybrid world looks like, for lack of a better term, and making decisions about when to come out in the world and do things. There certainly have been a number of things happening. I know this summer with the county for our Art in the Park program, for example, we did uh, an outdoor ballet, and now we're going to be doing the outdoor concert in September. So we really tried to shift things a little bit. We were able to do the fireworks, but unfortunately not our big in-person event with the Philharmonic, which was sad, but I was still glad we were able to do the fireworks over Jazz Fest weekend. So I think we're all, the groups we work with and the county Department of Arts and Culture are trying to find creative ways to dip our toe in doing more in-world things while keeping the online options or or doing hybrid events. We're planning our Wake Up with the Arts Breakfast, which I think will be an in-person and virtual event. So I think we're all just still navigating it. It's kind of one week at a time. You have all along been trying to make sure that the arts and cultural groups within your region have the means to continue to do whatever projects they think they can in any of these circumstances. And you have been offering grants to various groups. Yes. I mean, as we continued and it looked like the spring and summer were still going to be tentative, we were able to offer a second round of our COVID-19 Creative Community Grants, which is a special grant program for arts and culture groups and artists and other nonprofits to have the funding to be a little creative to either sustain ongoing programs that might have a new twist or fund new projects that are adapting to COVID, you know, virtual in the world. So yeah, we I was glad we were able to do a second round of that. And it's great to see, you know, we've had more applicants and there were a lot of creative projects that if they are in the real world are, you know, taking a smaller approach but but still an impactful one. Well, we've heard a lot in interviews with artists and art groups here. People have admitted that, yes, it's different, but maybe we've come up with some interesting ways of addressing things that may stay with us in our activities because it's proved to be something that is not just a stopgap measure, but is an interesting way of doing our work. No, I I agree. I mean, some positive ways of looking at the world have come out of this. And and I do love that idea of doing more hybrid events. Like I mentioned, our arts breakfast coming up in October, there may be people, you know, that don't want to don't want to come quite out yet with COVID. But I think there's also people now can enjoy it from anywhere. (laughs) So we can showcase our event to, you know, anybody in the United States if they want to tune in or it'll be recorded. And I think there were really creative ways. One of the grants we funded this round of the COVID grants was a porch concert series up in East Scranton run by an artist, Kristen Powers, that's become very popular. So, you know, a lot of those things I think will stay as um, creative ways to engage the public. And you are active on a regional level, and you also take part in organizations that are statewide and national. So pretty much what you're saying about our area is true for the other levels? Absolutely. I mean, I think a big thing right now too, is is finding sustaining funding like through the new American Rescue Plan and federal funding. So that's still ongoing and, and how we sustain our organizations through this. But yeah, all the conversations I've had with Pennsylvania Council on the Arts or students for the Arts and PA, it's, it's all over. So it's a collective working through this together. And that's what's nice. You can share resources and ideas and you don't feel isolated. We're all in this together, even statewide. 
And you have plans for a concert that you alluded to and another very special event in terms of music and culture. Yes, well, one of the things I think as we're coming out a little bit, or or even online, we can enjoy some of these things, is, is the healing art form. I think that one thing that a lot of people found during COVID or increased was the need for art as a soothing, healing process in their lives, you know, something to help them. So some of the programs we're developing are kind of focused on that music or relaxing, calming down. So yes, the Art of Chinese Tea Ceremony, I'm very excited about. That's with Dr. Kathy Wang, who plays the Guzhong, which is often referred to as the Chinese xylophone. And I met her through some other healing art programs, but we talked about this idea of the tea ceremony in China and how peaceful and meditative that is. And, you know, she's going to talk about the history of that. And we're going to gather safely. Of course, you know, times are a little strange, so we may have to be spaced out more, but still we'll be in, it'll be communal, which I like. And, you know, we're learning about another culture and we're experiencing the arts because she's going to play a little bit of music on the Guzhong. So I, I think it's just going to be a very peaceful, meditative afternoon. And where will that be and when? And we all are invited? Yes, it is open to the public and it's free. We do require registrations, not just so that we're prepared, but also for safety. So I do encourage people to make their reservation quickly just so, you know, they don't, it'll, space will be limited. But it will be at our beautiful Scranton Cultural Center in downtown Scranton in uh, Shopland Hall, the lovely room on the fourth floor. And it's 3 p.m. on Sunday, September 12th. But we'll do our best. Um, <laughs> and it's a big room. One thing that's nice about that space is, that, is the building can accommodate a, a fair amount of people. And the ceiling is high, as I remember, in the room. Right, yeah, <laughs> so it's a good ventilation. And obviously, we're going to follow all of the CDC and state guidelines. So safety is first, of course, but, but I do like the fact that we can gather, you know, together in person because we haven't been able to do that in so long. And more music for us. Yes, music is so healing, and I think, um, thank God we had technology during the pandemic. We could listen to music and now we'll be able to do as we are. We're going to go outside, for which I think is always lovely to do art in nature. So Arcadia Corral is one of the groups that we fund, and they approached us about partnering on our Art in the Park program, which is which is a program to get people into county parks. As I mentioned, we partnered with Ballet Theater of Scranton back in May to do their performance at Covington Park, and it was great. We had a lot of attendance, and even on a cold, rainy day. So that showed us that people want this. So when they approached us, um, thought it was a great idea. And they're in partnership with Voce Angeles, another uh, all-women's choral group. So I think it's going to be a great program. We're going to do some contemporary music. So it's Bring Your Own Chair in our beautiful McDade Park, um, which I think most people have been to. But if you haven't, it's definitely one of our gems of Lackawanna County in Scranton. That's going to be Sunday, September 19th at 3 p.m. So again, free. And there's no reservations required for that since we are in a large park. And I just think this is such a nice marriage of art and nature and again being communal in a time when we haven't been able to so I'm, I'm really thrilled about this partnership and bringing choral music to the public often maybe that's not sometimes people don't think of going to that but here you know it's an opportunity to showcase it to a wider audience and the website that you all have has the information about these events, but you have resources that are good whether they are tied to an event or not. 
Yeah, we always put our flyers, so it's definitely up at the county website, LackawannaCounty.org. But we also have information there about our grants programs. We will be coming out with our regular community arts grant uh, this month. So if you're an artist or a nonprofit or arts and cultural organization, you can apply for up to $3,000. I always encourage people to contact me and we can go over your project and, you know, help you in any way we can to apply. So there's information on that. We will be putting up information about our breakfast, which I'm excited about. And then we're already planning the holidays. So (laughs) we also have a Facebook page. You can get updates at Lackawanna County Arts and Culture Department. So there's a lot of ways to get information. We're always putting up new programs. So we just hope people continue to follow us and contact if they if you have an idea that you'd like to see in Lackawanna County. And, you know, I'm glad that we can be a resource. I'm glad that government supports us because it's so important to the community health and wellness, especially now (laughs) more than ever. But it's amazing to see all of the new groups and artists and some of the people who have been here for a long time all coming together and doing doing amazing things. Maureen McGuigan, Deputy Director of Arts and Culture for Lackawanna County, speaking with us about the upcoming programs and how the region is handling the pandemic, the arts and culture groups, how they're doing. We have the opportunity to attend the Art of Chinese Tea Ceremony with Dr. Kathy Wong, and that will be Sunday, September 12th from 3 to 5 p.m., at the Scranton Cultural Center, Shopland Hall, 420 North Washington Avenue in Scranton. The event is free, but as Maureen tells us, registrations are required and all COVID-19 protocols will be observed. To reserve your spot, you can email arts-culture at lackawannacounty.org, arts-culture at lackawannacounty.org. This is Dr. Kathy Wong. And the event to follow will be Sunday, September 19th at 3 at McDade Park in Scranton, Lackawanna County and the Arcadia Chorale and Voce Angeli will present a program titled Together in Song. It will be a chance for you to enjoy choral music in the beautiful park. And no reservations are required because you're out of doors and everything is free in this instance. Donations will be accepted for the Northeast Pennsylvania Youth Shelter. For more information about either of these events and the grant programs of the Lackawanna County Arts and Culture Department, you can check the website, and that's LackawannaCounty.org, LackawannaCounty.org, or you can find them on Facebook, Lackawanna County Arts and Culture Department, and that's on Facebook, Lackawanna County Arts and Culture Department on Facebook. The Art of Chinese Tea Ceremony with Dr. Kathy Wong, Sunday, September 12th from 3 to 5 at the Scranton Cultural Center in Shopland Hall. Reservations required. Lackawanna County Arts and Culture presenting the Arcadia Chorale and Voce Angeli in a program titled Together in Song, Sunday, September 19th at 3 at McDade Park. Take along your own chair or blanket. It is free. LackawannaCounty.org lackawannacounty.org.